Waffles! <laughs> I love that word. Waffles with maple syrup and whipped cream on top. Thor! He's here! Oi! Where's that son of a witch, Thor Odin's son? What did you say? Vandal, tell me, is that butt-ugly popsicle stick talking to me? Bring it on in. I can't yeah. believe you came, Loki. You are the absolute best. You're my brother from another mother, man. I mean that. I mean it. Ah, brothers forever. Brothers forever. Welcome everyone to Back in My Day. My name's David Petrangelo, and this week the not-so-stereotypical millennials are talking What If and Star Wars Visions. So we're not necessarily going back in time this week. We are putting ourselves in different scenarios, in different universes, different galaxies, all of those fun things. This week, I am joined by Michael R. Power and Ian Walter. Ian, you sound so... Sultry. Crisp. <laughs> <laughs> Upgrades. Ian's got an upgrade with a, with a headset. It's cool, man. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with Star Wars Visions. We've watched both these series that were on Disney+. Plus. Um, I think like we've said a couple times, it feels like we're we're Disney and Nintendo shills, but, uh, but that's okay. That's right. We're having a good time. And honestly, yeah. we've been doing this with Mandalorian. We did this with movies. Like, th There's no reason not to try and watch this new, cool, different stuff, right? Um, so we're going to go through both seasons and probably have a little bit more to dig into with what if, but we're going to try and rank the episodes or at least some of them anyway. Um, and just start from there. So I'm very curious where Mike lands on this. Cause I think me and Ian have more, not love for star Wars. Cause I know Mike, you really like it too, but it's very different. And that's been the biggest thing that Mike has constantly said, I think in the last few years, especially that. Something different is what you want to see out of Star Wars. And sure, this isn't part of the bigger movie universe type of idea, but it is definitely different. So, uh, yeah, Mike, I want to start with you. Yeah, I think you guys have been more fans of the Disney Star Wars like stuff since Disney bought it. I think I've been very hot and cold, mostly cold. I think net, net it's been a negative for the franchise, the stuff that Disney's put out. Until Mandalorian came around, and Mandalorian, I think, is the best thing that's come out since... The original trilogy. I think it was original trilogy than Mandalorian. So they did that right. They're doing their. So that's a big right. swing then. It's a big swing. They're doing Disney Plus yeah. is winning me back over on Star Wars. And you're right, Dave. What I wanted to see was something in Star Wars that didn't take place during the same time period as the Skywalker saga. You know, that's had different planets, different characters. So this vision, this series, Star Wars Visions, which is like an anthology, anime inspired. Um, series that has all original characters is like exactly what I wanted to see from Star Wars, and I, I don't say I love anime because I don't watch a ton of it, but the ton when I do watch anime, I do like it. So I do watch some anime, and I do like it. So I like anime, I like Star Wars. I wanted different stories. This was just all right up my alley, and I thought the series was awesome. I thought it would be fun to to rank them, um, just to see. There was nine episodes, and just to see. We can go like three at a time and just see if we come up with the same kind of bottom three, top three. I thought that could be kind of fun and talk about sort of our favorite episodes. But overall, 
if we want to start just overall thoughts on the series it's just i think i really enjoyed every episode even though i have to put one at the bottom i don't think there really is a bad episode i have my own reasons for why something might be come ninth or come first but i think overall it looked great um the action was good and it was it did a lot with the star wars uh world in the star wars world and told new and different stories so i liked it i thought it was really cool nice sweet mm-hmm. um what why don't we? Uh, why don't you just list your bottom three, quote unquote, bottom three, and then we'll go individual and sort of overall thoughts, and then first three, and then we'll just sort of go around around the horn like that. So yeah, why uh, don't you list the bottom three? We'll do our thoughts with our bottom yes. three, and then we can pick which episode to talk about first. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, I uh, so I did put mine in order. Uh, my the very last episode for me, so the bottom bottom is uh, Tatooine Rhapsody, and even though I love the title play on bohemian rhapsody so good Great I, al- I almost gave it points for that almost went higher. <laughs> um just the fact that it's on tatooine it has jabba the hut so it has characters we've seen before is where i'm like eh, no I, I get it everything happens on tatooine i'm done with seeing tatooine it seems uh, unique in that respect though that it might be the only one tied into the original yes. trilogy right that's true yeah but then it, i mean i know the whole it was about a band, and that's very anime. So it was kind of it was kind of interesting, kind of fun. But um, that to me is the bottom, and then it's uh, twins, and then the elder. Okay. And I just thought, yeah, I thought twins was like I didn't understand how they were breathing in space, and that just kept bothering me because they were in space. <laughs> and and I was like, this is weird. I also, had that, question. I also had that question. They're more then, machine now than man. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, sort of in some ways in that one. Yeah. And then the guy kind of looked like Luke, and he kind of lands on a planet with two sons. It was confusing, so I didn't <laughs> that one. And then the Elder, although I thought the Elder was good, um, it was a little bit forgettable in its characters, I thought. so. I could see that. Uh, yeah, it's just, so those are my bottom three. So it's uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the twins, and Bohemian Elder, <laughs> or Tatooine Rhapsody. That's right. <laughs> Freudian slip, but hey, it makes sense. <laughs> well, we got that in common, so you know, I'll give my overall thoughts first but i'm definitely leaning with uh tattooing rhapsody as my number nine oh, okay. and uh i like how there were nine i like how a lot of the praise that mandalorian is getting is because it seems to be more inspired uh more adapting what the things that inspired star wars rather than having to be exactly like the original trilogy or anything like that it's more so like the the themes and the works that led into George Lucas creating Star Wars. So I felt a lot of this paid homage to like samurai films. And then there's the anime style, which lends to that as well. And then there's a lot of Western aspects as well, which we'll get to when we start breaking down these episodes. But yeah, listing the bottom three for me, Tatooine Rhapsody, it was very anime, which is not a bad thing. I enjoyed all nine episodes, but you have to choose one that kind of didn't resonate as much. And I think part of it is that connection to the original trilogy, even though it is unique. I don't think any of the other ones really touch on stuff that happens in the original trilogy or its characters, but this one brought in Boba Fett and Jabba the Hutt and just felt a little bit like campy compared to the rest. Um, So that was on the bottom for me. And then the other one is kind of in the same. It's, you know, it's Pinocchio in the Star Wars galaxy. So it's Toby or T-O-B-1. And that's... uh, the studio was Science Saru. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but it's very well animated. And that's the cool thing is like there's nine different episodes with different styles of animation. But this one, the whole 
droid learning to become a Jedi thing wasn't really compelling for me from a storytelling standpoint. So it just kind of like sits there in the bottom three. And the other one, to it, this is surprising now that I'm looking at it that it made it. It's the other science story one, Akakiri, that it would make it in the bottom. Uh, for me, just uh, I liked the story this time around, but I was less uh, I, like it was kind of uh, it was more philosophical and less of a like blow me away type animation style or anything like that. It was just kind of uh, you know I thought there was if you combined elements of Tob One and Akakiri, you could probably get a really amazing uh, short there because I really did like the animation in Tob One, but I didn't really like the story. Akakiri's story was a little better. Uh, didn't really dig the animation as much as the rest. Sweet, yeah. So yeah, those are you. my. But I, I just think all of them are so unique, and you can realistically uh, revisit or sequelize any one of them. And mm-hmm. I think as we kind of get towards the top, I would like to see them kind of revisit some of these stories in a future season of Visions. I think it could be cool. But uh, we we all know Clone Wars animated series was originally shorts, right? Like little yes, shorts that connected great. up. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the other cool thing is that none of these are connected, and even though. We're going to be talking about What If as well, Marvel's yeah. What If, that seemingly unconnected, it was a little bit more uh, engineered together as one big thing, right? So this is just like letting different studios run wild with their ideas, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and actually that's one of the first things that I really liked about it is that they were all so unique. Like as much as this is just what Mike said initially and how I teed him up, how this is so different from what we've seen in the last, let's say, 10 years or eight years, Um each one was even individual from each other within these short, you know, 15 to 20 minute episodes. They all look different. They all had different actors, you know, a bunch of different studios, like all that stuff. You know, the animation obviously was most of the time vastly different from the one previous that you're watching. Right. So I, I think that's great. I think that really lends to me even wanting to watch anime because I just it's not my thing. It really isn't. You know, I, I didn't watch Dragon Ball Z like you guys did. I never really got into it. And I just, honestly, it's a huge blank spot. And anime is just something that I just have not really watched. So I, I know some of the tropes and stuff, but I probably didn't pick up on them as much as some other people, maybe as you guys did. So for me, they all felt anime and they all felt super anime just because they were, and they were meant to be, and that's totally fine. But I enjoyed all of them. Like, I, I again, it's really hard to, to rank these. I actually forgot. I totally forgot to like put a one to nine thing, but now I'm looking through a list and I'm just like, oh yeah, this one, this one. So um, yeah, so overall, I really like this and I want to see more. And that's that's what it comes down to, right? Um, so that's the biggest thing for me. So um, my number nine is actually, where's the title here? It is, this is, this is great for audio. Um, the Ninth Jedi, that was the one, uh, or is that the right one? I think that's the right one. Hang on. Nope, it's not. The Village Bride. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I really, that's your bottom? Yeah, that's the bottom for me. I, quote, unquote, bottom. I still enjoyed it. They're so, all good. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we don't need to keep saying we still enjoyed it because we just did. Um, I, I liked the main, I liked the, the lady who was the Jedi. Like, I liked that character, the mask. And she looked cool. She was, you know, sort of holding herself pretty badass. But I, I didn't really, I don't know. It felt like a lot of exposition dump for 15 minutes. And then a really, really quick action scene. And it was fine, but that's it. Like I, I just I like the way that the two the two characters that are visiting the planet, the older guy and and the main character, I wish I had the names in front of me. I like the way they they 
work together to sort of save everybody at the end. I thought that was cool. Um, but I, I didn't really get what was going on before that, the whole bride and husband thing and the, and the village. And I was just like, I don't care who these people are. I just want to see these droids show up and I just want to see shit happen. Right. Um, and maybe <laughs> but, that's because yeah. there's a bunch of, epi- there's a few episodes before it that have more action. So maybe that's why I felt like this one needed more and I'm okay with getting more story. But anyways, um, it was that one. Uh, I did really like the Tatooine Rhapsody one. Um, but that's still my number eight. The, the reason why is that it felt super anime to me and it animates yeah. just not my thing. So I think that's why, uh, it didn't bother me that that Fett was there and and Jabba and everything. I actually liked that. I liked that they did that um, because it was part of that world that we never saw. You know, like it was an angle that we never even thought of before that there would be a band and they could have something sort of tied into Jabba and there was sort of like stakes just to play music at the pod races. To me, that that's kind of cool. So I, that's what I liked about it. Um, and I really liked the, the robot character that played guitar and shredded on the guitar. So I thought that was cool. Um, and that then, was, well, I, I knew you liked that character. It was like of the course. C-3PO, the band. It, it's a, it's a, <laughs> I think it's supposed to be a female, but, um, yeah, but it looks like 3PO shredding on a guitar. So yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go for that. Um, and then my seven one is, I think the same one is, as you, Ian, um, which I think was the last episode. Uh, was it the Akari one? No, Akakiri. Yeah. Akakiri, yeah. So, honestly, pretty much like same reasons that you gave, so I don't need to elaborate on too much. I still liked it, and I, mean, I liked the story. I actually did enjoy the story. So. Yeah, the story was the best part of it, yeah. but for me, it just didn't really move in these imaginative areas that some of the other ones were. I, I, I think um, that's, that's the same. So it's, it's weird, because my criteria, like if, if more of these had been connected to the original trilogy, I wouldn't have necessarily docked it, but it had to make sense within the short yes. itself yeah. for why it connected. And I think I actually rather prefer it not connect so you don't have any additional ties to yeah. or like hang-ups on the story or yeah. like oh why would this happen and why would that happen like it's all imaginative what if kind of uh stories right yeah, so it's sure. pretty cool all right so what's uh what's your next three mike your middle three yeah yeah i think we should do do before we talk about any episode specifically too much like we all reveal so in case someone has some higher than someone else oh, so yeah, sure yeah okay so uh, let's, let's just run through the rest sure why not yeah we'll just we can just do our three like th- how we're doing but yeah. we won't hone in on any yeah. episode until the end okay uh, my next episode my next one number six is the village bride <laughs> uh for the same reasons that dave said basically i won't elaborate um fifth was lop and ocho uh, oh, so yeah. really like really like this episode. I'm starting to get to the episodes that I like really liked. I thought this one was was really cool. Um, yeah, and, and well, and, and one of the best animated ones probably. Um, and then number four is the duel. Mm. Uh, the duel, the very first episode that was very Western samurai. Oh feel. yeah, and uh, well, so I know you said kind of what he's looking for. I'm looking for uh, like something like introducing something kind of like new something never seen before so my top three is sort of is that and i'll explain why but okay yeah so this yeah, is yeah we'll, so we'll talk three, about that one more obviously i think later. it's it's all gonna be up there so okay yeah so what about my you? six to four yeah. village bride la pocho and the duel okay okay um so for me i went with the twins as number six i thought like there was a lot to like about this and it was it was probably the most like dragon ball z feeling episode of any of them that I could think of. Like, I watched a lot of Dragon Ball Z. It's one of the only animes I was really into from, like, you know, episode to episode. And, uh, you know, that and maybe Pokemon 
whatever we've we've talked to on this podcast but i think uh the twins had a really a lot of cool action but it was more so just like hey we know star wars is all about the twins and this kind of dyad kind of relationship that we've been exploring in the in the most recent movies and i thought the connections to that were cool but there wasn't enough substance for me to really dig into it um so the twins there and a lot of similarities so that was the trigger studio and their other one was the elder so number five for me is the elder and so both great animation great action sequences i thought were great um in the elder i think mike touched on this the, I, the characters didn't really resonate with me it was just like a generic kind of qui-gon obi-wan relationship without the uh personality of of those characters um so just like just kind of devoid of personality but i don't know if that was by design because of the style they were going for the type of animation they were doing so i thought it was cool that they were facing off against pretty much a dark side yoda if you think about it um somebody who's maybe not a uh, full sith uh, or like practicing sith but like they they're very much dark side and, and have sith origins i thought it was like an interesting thing there uh for the elder and then number four and i think once we get into the top four here i really dug everything about these episodes from the story the animation to the action uh four of these i would love to see them follow up on for sure and so yeah. my fourth is lop and ocho mm -hmm. and i think uh maybe someone who's less versed in anime would have more of a problem seeing a rabbit in star wars a rabbit character but there is a precedent there i think even with star wars so uh you know not doesn't take too much to get over the fact that the main character is a rabbit but uh other than that I thought some of the animation here, the story, uh, it was something cool that you would see. You would, you could even see something like that being worked into the regular canon, or the 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 you know, down the line from years removed from the the Skywalker saga. Like you could see something like this uh, popping up in the Star Wars galaxy. So that that kind of connection, the fact that it seemed like the story was worthy of Star Wars, um, lands at number four for me. Yeah, that's, that's my number four as well. I'll just jump to the same one because it's the same number mm -hmm. four for me. It, yeah, like it, it's it's weird because I said, you know, a previous one was uh, uh, the, I, was, I almost said Bohemian Rhapsody again, which I think is exactly <laughs> what they want to do is they want you to just think of it. Mm -hmm. um, the Tatooine Rhapsody one was very animated to me, but so was this, but this one just worked better. I, I don't know. I think it was a lot of it because of the story. So I think you're right, Ian. So that was, that was my number four. Um, I, I really like that one as well. Uh, my number, so I'll, I'll just go four, five, six instead of six, five, four. Um, my number five was the, uh, is it T O B one or T zero B one? Yeah, yeah. Um, that, like Toby one. Like, to oh man, Toby one Kenobi. I never even thought of that. Yeah, um, I liked it. I, I thought it was fun. I, I liked the character. The animation was awesome, which I think you guys with it. I think you mentioned already. Um, I, I kind of like the robot wanting to be a Jedi. It was just sort of like this aspirational thing. It's 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 a kid that wants to be it, but it just happens to be a droid as well. So I really yeah. like that one too. Um, and then uh, my number six is almost the exact same thing that you said, Ian. You stole the words out of my mouth about the Elder. Um, mm. So I think you guys both talked about that one, so we don't have to elaborate too much. I still really liked it. Like I thought the animation was actually kind of cool. And yeah, the... the uh, Yoda type character is exactly what I was thinking too when I was watching it. So, um, so that one I I, uh, I liked a lot as well. But uh, yeah, again, I think I think number four. I think that starting from four to one are ones that I I could see fleshing out in some way or another. So, okay, Mike, let's start with our 
number three, two, one. Um, yeah. All right. Did, yeah. Did you already uh, drop Lapinocho in your list? I did. Yeah, you did, right? Yeah, I think we all uh, did. Yeah, yeah, because I thought that one was very cinematic in the way that yeah. the story unfolded and the way that it starts in space with the, yeah. the Star Destroyer. I thought there was a lot to enjoy from that one. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. And like, and I think like you said, too, I think I actually, like, regardless of the rabbit being the main character, rabbit person being the main character, it, it it doesn't bother me because it's they get away with so many other things. What's, what's not, it's not a stretch. Everything there's is aliens. There's a frog character. In exactly. Yeah. Like what's know? what's a what's a Yoda or Grogu? Like what's the difference? Right. Just because they have green skin. Like what's the difference? Right. Yeah. Um, now, if a rabbit would be like a good Jedi. They could jump around. Be cool. And do crazy. Well, they played off of that when she was jumping. Yeah, the, they did. The cityscape. Right. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. It was the parkour rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was actually a good episode. If I watch them all again, I might have it higher because it had a lot of heart to it too. With the whole. Yeah. It was an adopted daughter, and it even had the line of like the dad. He kind of said he, I guess the rabbit people were kind of looked down upon a little bit, and she was yes. maybe like that's what I bought really at a market liked. or a slave or something. And he kind of admitted like I treated you differently, but you know, you're my daughter, and like that was actually it actually had some feels in that mm-hmm. one. So yeah. that's emotion. That was a that was a good episode. That's why that one was. Uh, I think that was like four for me. Four so. or five for you, yeah. So, Four or five for me, yeah. yeah. So five, what's your three, my, or your three, two, um, one? I okay. I, I think three, two, one. I think the three, two, one. I think there's only a couple here that we haven't talked to. I think maybe there's, is there even just one that we haven't talked about yet, and that's it. So uh, we could probably. Yeah, I think mine's going to be a bit different from you guys. You almost mentioned one, and I was worried for a second that we were on totally opposite ends. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Mike. All right. Go ahead. So maybe do you want to do threes and then we'll do twos and then we'll do ones or what? What? Don't we have all the or same just, one? I feel like we have your, all the same one. Do your three. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Yeah. yeah. So my three is um Akakiri. That's okay. my three. That's the third best. Oh, yeah, you haven't mentioned that yet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. My second is ninth Jedi. Um, and my first one is T O B one. Ah. So you guys nice. will mention that one. That's actually my favorite one. That's your favorite yeah. one. Nice. I, I yeah. yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Let's I, let's uh, go through let's go through all three and then we'll and then we'll break them we'll break them down. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, Ian. What's your three, two, one? Well, it's funny because looking at the bottom and seeing Tatooine Rhapsody and Tob One, I just thought it was mainly because those are like the ones that feel like a, an animated, an anime series that you would have tuned into mm. from your childhood. Not, not that they're not good, but just that the other ones had felt like more um, cinematic or more like the story gripped me more. Yeah. So, but my three is for those reasons I just mentioned, The Village Bride, because I thought. Like, this is, to anime, probably not a new story to anyone, right? But I think one of the cool things about Visions is, like, it really does take the things you've come to love about anime and translate it into a Star Wars galaxy. So when you have a story where someone's going to go save their village by sacrificing themselves, like, that just seems like a very anime-type storyline. And uh, I thought it was really well executed. I liked how maybe this is a planet that's so far removed in the Outer Rim that they're not calling it the force they're calling it magin or whatever <laughs> it's like so uh, so i thought i thought that was cool that they had their own way of uh, d- describing the force and it's not like beholden to the the canon mythology it's just like they're doing their own thing so the village bride i liked and i liked the the jedi that kind of saved everyone in the end i, thought that I love that her mask. story i love that it was like a thing. cool yeah it was the like guy's cool like i don't like you story. in that mask i go no keep it it's cool <laughs> and the fact that she was rocking like the yellow lightsaber and it had like and a it was a sword blade. yeah yeah it was like the so, um what's it called the dark saber it looked like that almost yeah 
Yeah. yeah, and yeah, and there's actually another one we're going to talk to that kind of had one that looked like a dark saber too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that was my number three. My number two is the duel. I thought out the gate this was the best one, and you know, tease ahead to our Marvel What If conversation. But like having something that's so grounded and like uh, they let off What If with the Peggy Carter episode or the first Avenger spoof. Uh, or re- redo. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> just something that's like, it doesn't deviate from what you would expect from anime or from anything like that, but it does it so well. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what I liked about the duel. It was like short and sweet, and it had all the elements of a classic samurai western kind of tale. So that was cool. Uh, and, and then, then number, number one overall one was the one I almost what, had a slip on. I mean, it seems like, yeah, exactly. It seems like this one made our top three for all three of us. So that's a testament to how good it is compared to some of the others. So the ninth Jedi is my favorite Star Wars Visions episode. And it was tough for me to decide between the duel and the ninth Jedi. I think the duel was very pure, a very good choice for a first episode to check out. And then kind of, you can see how wildly different it gets from there. Cause they go from that to Tatooine Rhapsody, which is the right. last one on my list. Um, but the ninth Jedi had all of it. So when I've been talking about great story, great action, and great animation style. I thought everything uh, equipped with like what they were able to pack into this short with all the twists and turns. I thought it was just epic. And so the next the longest one. It was, I noticed it was the longest. Oh, one. was it, it was really? Like a full oh, twenty-five yeah. minutes. Twenty. Yeah, so really and twenty-three time. minutes. Yeah, so that's the longest. And one, yeah. and above all, if I could choose one of the episodes to kind of revisit or follow up, because they kind of did tease to what they were doing next. Yeah. Inside of the ninth Jedi, so it would be nice to see. The next chapter of that world, yeah, of that yeah. what if, if you will, yeah. So that one, that one's my number two. So we can talk about that more in a sec. My number three um, was twins. Uh, I was surprised that I liked this one so much, but I think I really liked some of the um, innovative stuff, like with the kyber crystals and and the suits. I thought that was cool. Like they got to, do, I, I get what you're saying, Mike. The whole like, first thing I thought of, they were good suits. Yeah. yeah, they were cool. I mean, they look Star cool, and, and just that idea of them using that energy and and that's what powered their suits and stuff. I thought was super cool. But then they pop out of the suits and they're breathing in space. I know it's kind of silly. I honestly, I thought of that right away too. And then I was it's like, animated. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna accept it. It just is what it is. Maybe it's not space. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's something you else. can accept it more because it's not trying to say, Hey, you got to watch this. It's part of the Skywalker. Yeah. It's not doing that. So, yeah. uh, but on that note, I, I didn't really, um, give twins a lot of uh, breakdown just because it was so far down on my list. But I will say I did like the fact that it was basically a, what if the twins, Luke and Leia were dark, like had gone to the dark side. This is kind of like a look at what that, that dynamic could look like. Yeah. With different characters, of course, but they kind of mirror the, yeah, and I, the classic. I, I just, I like the sort of creativity of the fight too. How, how, when she has the power, her, her sabers are basically like, eight whips that come out of her arms and stuff like that kind of stuff was kind of cool and and crazy that you could only really see in this type of um, this type of story. And then my number one was the first episode. It was the duel. I I thought this one was like just the animation alone put this up ahead of, I think, probably five other episodes out of these nine, just the animation alone. They could have done nothing. It could have like I could have just stood there. And this would yeah. have been. <laughs> I just really, really liked the way it looked. Like it was, it was hand drawn stuff come to life, and I thought that was awesome. It was, it was a great so, choice for sure. So, Mike, um, we all had, uh, we all had the ninth Jedi in there. Why, why was that one? You were nodding a lot when when Ian was talking about it. Let's 
let's elaborate more on that. Let's let's talk about that one a bit more. What number was that one for you again? Number two. Yeah, right. as for me as well. Yeah. I think it's be- I I think it benefits from being the longest and being able to tell a story, like more of a full story. It was actually like characters. two or three minutes somehow makes such a big difference. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. some of them were under fifteen minutes, right? Yeah. This was yeah. almost twenty-five, so that makes a big difference. And I just thought, um, the whole story it told of like luring all of the Jedi into the and it had twists, right? So luring all the Jedi there with the promise of like illegal lightsabers or whatever. Then you saw the guy making the lightsabers, which is something we've never seen before, and that adds something to the mythology. You know, there's how lightsabers are made and and then um and then then it's like the little girl and the daughter and that's a cool angle to take of she's she's um uh, like gifted that lightsaber and she's friends and then it's actually a trap for he knows that the people that show up are going to be dark side, so it's a trap. And actually, there's a scene in the thing where their lightsabers change color, and that's something I've never seen before. They go from like blue to red to show that they're actually evil. And he's lured them there so he can like eliminate um, Sith. And yeah. then he teaches himself with the girl. So like it was cool. It had you thought it was one thing, and then it had multiple characters. It had twists and turns. It had really good action. Then the whole like five or five or ten minutes was just the last bit was just action. And yeah. then you get, and then Ian said, "That's the best. That's the best one that could be have a follow up." And I agree because at the end you have this like new team of people of. Uh, well, there was the one kid that went there that actually was a Jedi. So you have this new team of like the elder, the girl, and the kid, and they could yeah. they could tell future stories with them. And I think those that was like even though I can't remember their names, other than TOB one, it was like <laughs> the only I was looking for like something that would got question something about the universe or interest in something new or had new characters that was that and the bunny girl from lodge and oppo were like the only characters that were really um stood out as like right. memorable characters so so I, th- I thought that was cool yeah anyways that's why that's why that one did it for yeah me. I, I think you're right mike i think, I think i'm you're right it's your opinion is what you got it in second. but i think we're all i think we're all on a very similar page with that um do what else did we have in our in our top three here that we all had didn't we well all? i like your duels pick that was my number two the yeah. duel um i just think it was the most classic it was a great choice for number one just because it kind of get you in the mood for anime and, yeah um like the and, homage to the same i think like i i style. honestly i think it does for me it is actually very similar it's i mean spoiler but it's not my number one for what if but the first episode in What If blew me away, and so did this yeah. one, because yeah. of the way they look, and because of the action, and because of the difference, and and just how it was, it felt different from what we've seen before. And honestly, yeah. I think that makes a big difference. Like I, I, I really wanted to see something different, and I knew this was anime, and I've never seen an anime that looks like this. And as far as I've seen from reviews of this season. There aren't really a lot that look like this or, or move like this anyways. And sure, mm-hmm. the story isn't super unique. It's this, you know, guy, it, like you guys said, it's like a Western. I'm not a massive fan of Westerns, but I'll watch a Western that looks like this and runs for only 17 minutes or whatever it is. Like, I'll watch right. that for a second. The only disadvantage it doesn't have over some of the other ones, like you said, Ian, is that I don't know if you necessarily need to see this expanded but I would, oh. I would watch it. But I would watch right. it. Like, like it's okay that this would just be a one-time self-contained thing, and I don't see this character again. Well, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. But if they did do that, I would still watch it. Like, you know, it's kind it's of funny that you thing. say that because I do think that they knew that they were leading with their best foot forward, and they already had sort of a novel lined up that is 
set in the same world. Yes, right. And I it's called Ronin. Yeah. So it's something where they knew it was kind of going to be a hit. And they kind of have now this avenue they can go down of an alternate Star Wars galaxy world with Ronin at the center. Right. I completely I think forgot cool, about that. Yeah. And I think it's cool already kind of out idea. or it's out very soon. So they timed it uh, almost exactly. So Yeah. And what were you saying about the, the good, the good, cool use of lightsabers? Well, this one has it as well. Yes. And it's more of a direct connection to something you see in Rebels. But it somehow, because it's not part of canon, it makes more sense in the anime world than to try and see something like that unfold in like a live action Star Wars right, movie, right. Uh, where you have these. Dude, her lightsabers lights. are an umbrella. It was basically General <laughs> Grievous, but with a function, right? She can use it to fly and stuff. Yeah, like it was so, so cool. That was that was really cool, was cool. Um, and uh, just the one on one nature of that um, short was really good. Yeah, and and I really liked how um, how the R two stand in was very involved too, and I love how the how the droid also had the big samurai hat on it too <laughs> like the the straw samurai hat i was like oh that's that's yeah. awesome <laughs> just and the whole idea of like when this pot boils he better be ready yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the timer is is boiling water which would be like you know four minutes <laughs> like yeah which almost you, you is exactly what that's fixed you ugnaught yeah. it was like the character in mandalorian he was a, yeah he was the mandalorian yeah uh, exactly the, so. you know what does he say it's not this is the way but it's the i've spoken you know what I, I mean yeah, that kind of guy spoken. um so the the wise old man who's got to fix the, the droid yeah um before we get into what if because that's what's coming up next um any other standouts that, that I just want to. I think I have to defend my number one pick because it was kind of sure. low on your guys' list and why I, why I chose it. So T O B one. Yeah. To me, that was Terminator O B one. Could be. Maybe that's what he's going to turn um, it to be. <laughs> I didn't put together the Toby one, so I'm going to call him Neither that now. So Toby yeah. one. Toby one. Um, the reason why I liked it is because it's the one that got me thinking the most. Because during mm. when it when the episode happened, it was like uh, I just kept thinking like, man. And the can droids be Jedi's? You know, like is the droid yeah, program? Yeah. The Millennium Falcon would tell you they can. Like, is the Millennium Falcon Solo? A Jedi? No, Millennium Falcon is a droid. Oh yeah, wait a second. Is, is it a Jedi? <laughs> um, because it's like what? Because like to me, like robots are not good or bad. They just do what they're programmed to do. So was it trying to say that? He programmed this machine to want to be a Jedi, or and to be good, and, and not that therefore it's worthy of using the Force and everything. Or was it like he made artificial life, and this robot is, you know, no different than any other life form, so can become a Jedi. And then I was just thinking, like, is there other robots or droids that are Jedi's? The guy says, the Sith that's fighting him says, like, you can't be a Jedi, you're a droid. And I think that's an interesting concept, something that they could explore. Like, I could feel like you could make a feature-length movie and explore the idea of, like, artificial intelligence, artificial life. What does it mean to be a Jedi? When does a robot um, become sentient? That it can make choices, then 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 it can become a Jedi, or can any robot be a Jedi? I thought that was just like cool. It asked, it opened so many questions, got me thinking so much about the whole aspect of who can be a Jedi and who can't be a Jedi. Look, Pa, and, I'm a real Jedi. And, like, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it was the Pinocchio story. It was the um, yeah, it was it was good. That's so it was it was an Astro Boy kind of style. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, I thought all that. All that in the final fight was really cool too. I thought all that was interesting, and it really got me thinking. Like long after the episode, and it was one of the 
probably the only episode that really got me like to think about that after and thinking like these are some cool concepts introducing that i want to see you know fleshed out and explained in the main universe so that's why i like that episode um plus he lost an arm so he gets to become one of the star wars characters that loses an arm yeah and then um my other episode that you guys had lower was uh aka kiri and the reason why i picked that episode is um there's all these Sith in, 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 in all these episodes. There's tons of Sith, I noticed, like more than in the movies. And um, to, I think this is right, but every Sith is basically a Jedi that chose the dark side. Every Sith starts um, as a Jedi. Maybe not, maybe. I think so, but I'm, I'm not sure. But I think it gets complicated because the Sith were very different beasts like thousands of years ago, and now it's like the rule of two. So it yeah. depends on like which era of Star Wars you're in. Um, because right. like you can be dark side technically without being Sith, but most Sith are obviously also yeah, but, but you're not side, far off. They're, though, they're like the yeah. ultimate dark side, right? Yeah. So then there's all these stories of each individual Jedi and how they succumb to the dark side or right. became Sith, right? And this is just a a story in the corner of the universe of how this one Jedi, his story of how he you know, was um, seduced yep. by the dark side. And it's just like, we've never seen that before except for Anakin in well, the movies. Well, I was going to say, it's and very Palpatine that, Anakin. And yeah, that's kind but, of why I get the homage, but it kind of fell lower on my list because it's not well, very I prefer, like I think this did it better than with the Anakin version. And this did it in 17 minutes better than what the prequels <laughs> did in three movies. So well, that, that's, that's why... Bold, that's yeah. a bold claim. Yeah, exactly. So that's why... You're talking to a Revenge of the Sith fan right here, so... so. Well, it's it just like it's just more. It's just I'm it, I'm I believed more this guy's choice of going to the dark side than Anakin's, and they had three movies to show it to me, so <laughs> that makes the episode more powerful to me, you know. And it was it was reviving his um his love, and he had to make that choice in the moment, and hmm. he chose it. And then once you choose it, you know he's you know he how he's stuck to it. He's chosen the dark side, and he's the this that Sith's new apprentice, and He's now, you know, she's his master, and he's now a Sith, a Dark Jedi, and he made that choice. And it's just like one yeah. divergent choice can put you on the dark side. And that's kind of what it reminds you of Luke's story and Yoda war- yep. warning Luke. And so, like, it's all that. And I just thought that was and really cool. And they showed you the Force being used for healing as well, yeah. which was cool. Yeah. So that's why uh, those two like a more recent ironic. Star Wars trope thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, I like that one too. It did fall lower on my list. Uh, one of the ones on my top three that fell lower for you guys was Village Bride. And I mm. thought that it was just, uh, it was very, I don't know, just, it was a very unique anime story for me. And I, I, we kind of already touched on it, but I just thought that uh, it was top three for me because it also had the most like world building. Um, maybe like my top four have more world building uh, for maybe like I'd want to see more in that same world and some of the lower ones for me. Uh, we talked a lot about the duel, and the only thing, uh, the thing I was going to say about the Ninth Jedi was I liked how they referred to them, and this kind of touches on what you were talking about, Mike. They referred to them as Acolytes of the Sith. So I thought about that, and I, I like how we're going to be getting a series called The Acolyte. We know that you know they, they typically stick to this kind of rule of two in the Skywalker saga where there's two Sith lords but then there's other people they're always training to be their next apprentice if one fails. So there's acolytes of the Sith that are next in line to become the next Sith Lord. So it's it's like this cool idea that there's other ones out there. And then, you know, there's truly nine Jedis in this world because the or 
the ninth Jedi was the girl, but there were eight, seven that were called to the party, one that was hiding inside a droid the whole time, the the Margrave, and then uh, the the new character of uh, the girl who becomes a Jedi, becomes a Jedi and gets to use that. Like it looked like a dark saber. She was saying that she's not mm-hmm. really strong with the Force, but it turned out to work out for her. And then it turned green as she had her like hero moment. Which was cool too. So there was a lot to like about the Ninth Jedi, and uh, that's why it's my favorite. Nice, nice. Okay, we are going to break down in a very similar way. What if? And I think when we start talking about later episodes in What If, uh, we'll probably have more larger MCU tie-ins. I'm assuming. Um, so we'll do that in uh, in just a sec as well. So just uh, just hang tight. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for uh, listening to our Star Wars Visions thoughts. We are now going to do a very similar format for Marvel's What If. Time. Reality. Reality. It's changeable. want to be? That's the question, isn't it? Slow down a little bit. There's a few people in the room that don't understand. One of our, I think what I think for all three of us, one of our, our, our most anticipated shows of the year, because we knew about it around this time last year that it was coming up. And, uh, and it was up there. I think this might've been my one or two out of our, out of our top three, three to five. So um, I'm going to start because I think that, uh, I may, I mean, I know that I am, I am the least knowledgeable out of all the Marvel canon and everything. And I know that these episodes, most of them, I would say, and pretty much all of them are all based around the world of the MCU, not necessarily just the comics. So, you know, you don't really have to watch all the movies to kind of get all these episodes, but I do think it helps. But again, they are trying to make it current. So all the characters you know of, all the most of the voices you recognize are in these episodes. Um, which I think Yeah, is- Dave, I'll jump in and I'll say the comic book What If is like took the status quo comic book universe and was like, what if this thing happened? Like what if Spider-Man um, stopped the bad guy and Uncle Ben never died? Right. And what would that do to the universe? So this is doing that, but to the MCU. So it's not any of the stories from the comic. Right. It's right. doing okay, that I see what you mean. Yeah. So That's a like, distinction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. like taking one thing and changing it and seeing how that ripple effect of that one change would play out in the MCU as we know it from the movies. Right, right, for sure. Okay, so um, we'll, I'll start with my 9, 8, and 7, which is the same thing we were going to uh, mm-hmm. do for Visions. Um, okay, so my number 9... Um, sorry, I'm just trying to find my list again now. That's great. <laughs> guys i'm i'm so good at this oh my god um again i did actually enjoy every single one of these um i really did um i think overall the uniqueness of visions sat better with me i think that each individual one was so different from each other that i actually made not that i necessarily enjoyed it more but i did find a little bit samey in some of the marvel episodes but 
again, I had fun with all of them and, and would watch them again. Um, my number nine is uh, what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Um, I think it's a cool idea. I like the characters. Um, I I don't know. I, I just didn't. It was very, to me, it felt a little bit more one note, like you kind of saw it going, like they took you on the journey with Killmonger the whole time and you sort of saw what was going to happen and it's bad for the sake of being bad is kind of how I saw it. Um, but anyways, just short thoughts on that. Didn't hate it, just didn't think it was the most entertaining one. Um, I didn't really love the what if Doctor Strange lost his heart episode. Um, I thought that it was cool, but I didn't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't love this version of Dr. Strange that much. I don't know if I really love his character in the MCU I, and I'm not super, I like, I like his involvement later in this series, which ties into this episode, which made me like this episode more, but I don't know. I, I just felt like it was just repeating itself obviously which is exactly what the episode does but i don't know i didn't i just didn't have as much fun with it i guess is what it is but i still thought it was a good episode um and i do think where's the next one here um the uh what if thor were an only child as much as i love <laughs> as much as i love this version Bro, of thor comes yeah, back yeah, yeah I, I love this version of thor and i and i told my wife about this episode too because i was like oh this happened and then loki was this and you know all these things that happened in the episode were just funny and the amount of times that we've been to st louis in the last 15 years is just insane and they have like a like look we made the we made the world's largest uh slingshot and they have the arch upside down and just like little things like that were really funny but it got tired after a while. I think like it was good for, for seven minutes out of the 15 or whatever it was. And then I'm like, okay, I get yep. it. Um, but again, this is still my favorite version of Thor. So I'll take it still any day. So that's my uh, 987. Yeah. Um, right. Ian, I'll let you go next this time. Yeah, it's uh, I'll funny. let you go same... next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we're on the same wavelength for a lot, except for one, which I'll mention down the line. But uh, these top, like, we're doing a top nine. I liked all nine. I mm -hmm. enjoyed every week. I thought there was a lot that they kind of brought to the table for each one. There was kind of things to enjoy. The humor landed sometimes, didn't in other times, but it was pretty consistent uh, when it needed to be and then when it needed to be serious. It's kind of like what the MCU is, right? Like they know yeah. when to be serious for I the agree. most part. That's actually a good way to they, put it, yeah. They took a little bit more license with the animated uh format to just throw in random bits of humor here and there because it kind of works for animation and you probably have a mix of children and uh, adults watching this so you got you got your lighter moments uh but the last one for me and this i don't know i, I thought it was going to be a shocker but i guess not because it's in your bottom three as well what if dr strange lost his heart instead of his hands i think it's my least favorite and it that's not to say i didn't enjoy it i thought it had a lot going for it similar to the movie though I like the character of Doctor Strange more than I like his own standalone film. I thought what he went on to I do agree. after yeah. Doctor Strange was like epic in compare by comparison, right? So yeah. once he is the Sorcerer Supreme that you know, in this case, what you don't know, because he's like a dark version of himself, um, he he's more compelling than like this the road to that. And because it is my last one, I'll just dive into a little bit more about why I. As much as I love what they're doing with the multiverse and the fact that what if is literal proof that the multiverse 
broke wide open and now there's all this kind of craziness throughout time happening different uh different what if scenarios i i have to say out of all of them doctor strange is the one where i have to try and look at it like star wars visions and less like an alternate version of the mcu Mm. it is it did not click with me the way it's like the movie with guy pierce the time machine the way he can't go back and change things because there's this one moment that no matter what he does it's it's gonna break yeah I get that in theory, but the way they executed, I wasn't down for. And the reason for that is the different ways they were showing her eat it. Like one of the ones was a robbery. Yeah, like, like one of the ones was a robbery. Okay, she didn't fine. die. She ate it. I okay, love that. there That's might hilarious. be some cosmic power manipulating yeah. things, and there's a yeah. robbery. But the heart attack, that one is like, okay, you're gonna have to explain a little bit more why she just dropped dead. In the but it's just, it's just like, part of the. It, um, uh, the loop that they go through and they just sort of pass by yeah, a lot. But of where it becomes complicated is the more I think about that, the more I think, okay, this pivotal moment, it really only matters to him in his universe because there are other what ifs where she might have been not in the picture or whatever because there are infinite multiverse. So it's kind of one of those ones where it doesn't really understand the concept of the multiverse the way that they're painting it in the MCU. And yeah. that it loses points. Anyways, that's my last one. The, the other one you also mentioned was uh, Thor was an only child. I think this has the least stakes, but what yeah. I will say about it is um, it gets points for me above Doctor Strange in that it's connected to the final two, and it's all kind of one trilogy of episodes, which I thought was really cool, the way that he kind of pops up at the end. Oh, yeah, that's and right. That this also, is number seven. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. also means that in the second one, when we meet like Black Widow, that she's part of the same world, and she was yeah. the survivor. Her and Hawkeye, and we'll get to that. Yeah. But they were the survivor of, of that one world that like where Thor is even more of an idiot than you know we give him credit for. So I mean, I just thought it was there was a lot of fun with that one. It was it funny. Had the, I think they it was, was the least impact for me. Yeah. And the next one might surprise you guys, but it was the second episode in the series. So my number seven is uh, what if T'Challa became Star Lord? And uh, the best thing about this is that we get more Chadwick Boseman. We get more T'Challa, and thankfully, he's also in other episodes within this series. So we get some more of a great character that, uh, sadly, we're not going to get any more of uh, now that Chadwick Boseman's passed. So I love this episode, but it just didn't land with me. The word I think, in theory, the story or the what-if idea that Thanos didn't go on to conquer because he had a simple conversation with T'Challa is a really amazing idea. And there was a lot of cool kind of animated style things with the collector and everything like that, but it just didn't do enough for me the way the other ones did with their story. All right, Mike, what about you? Yeah. So I think overall um, thoughts on the series, I agree with Dave. I think I actually enjoyed visions as a package more. I think the problem I had, I kept having with this. What if was like, I I felt like like it's supposed to be if this one thing changed what like how would the universe be different but I always feel like in the episode they changed multiple things and that that kind of bugged me. I wanted just like one small tweak in the butterfly effect from that one change but then other th- other things would be different and it was kind of like well that means it's just a whole different multiverse and it's not our yeah. MCU with one off it's not a one it's branch of our MCU just the one it's like individual a different thing. Mo- yeah, it's like I want to see an off branch of our MCU because one different choice was made. But yeah. it always seemed like multiple things were different, not just one. And that always kind of like eh that always kind of like 
bothered me. I'm with you, man. I had to look episodes. at it basically as so. if I'm reading what if comics that are based on the MCU, like comics yeah. that are on a different medium that really don't mm. at the end of the day have an impact on the canon. I looked yeah. at it more like Visions than I, I would like a connected universe. Yeah. And then I think, other, like, unlike Visions, I think there were kind of some episodes that were kind of like meh or kind of bad. Kind of like eh. Ooh, anyway, so my bottom three <laughs> were kind of instinct. My bottom three was uh, if Thor were an only child, that's my last one. Uh, if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark, that's my number eight. And then my number seven is if T'Challa became a Star Lord. So you guys have have gone into why those ones are on the bottom and i just i fully agree with everything you said so i think we can move on to the middle ones yeah my, my i didn't my i one. didn't put the killmonger episode on the bottom yeah you okay. got it up there that they was, did my, that was my mine was dr strange uh thor and then the t'challa is star lord yeah so my next yeah. one is t'challa and star lord i think the only reason why it's above uh, above whatever it, it's hard but i, I didn't it didn't land with me as much as I thought it was going to. I think you said that, Ian. Like, for some reason, I just didn't. What what saved it for me was the Thanos stuff and them in the bar and that scene sort of, like, shooting the shit. That was cool. And yeah. then at the end, when they're talking to everyone in Wakanda, and, and they just kept it kept going back to him being like, yeah, but that's just genocide. Like, that, that ongoing joke in the episode, to me, was what saved the episode. Um for some reason i don't know what it was because it's just a stark contrast of what we saw him of how we saw him in the movies and how we know him and they sort of poked fun at the fact at they poked fun at themselves i think and i appreciate that so i think that's why uh that's why i i like that one a tiny bit more than a version of thor that i love at this point um my next one uh my six is uh, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes, which is um, the episode where Yellow Jacket just takes everybody out? Um, <laughs> well, Yellow Jacket, but it's Hank Pym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought it was. I thought it was. It was cool. I, I did. I did sort of enjoy um, the ending and them figuring it all out and everything. I, I liked it. I don't know what it was. It just didn't hit the way I think they wanted it to. Um, even though I did really enjoy it. So I had a good time with it too. And it was pretty dark as well, but I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. Hmm. Um, and, uh, sorry, we're at number five now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, no, that was your five. You would do your four. Four. Right now, wow. Right? Guys, I'm so good at numbers. Um, it's hard when you're going up. It's <laughs> there's nowhere to go, but up. Um, uh, this one was actually the dig episode. Up, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> dig up stupid. <laughs> That is still, honestly, like just one of the best. And, and the credits are rolling yeah. while that happens too, which yeah. is great. It's like the episode's over, and that's the last thing that's said. Which one's this? Simpsons. Simpsons oh. episode. Which episode is it again? I can't even remember. All the cops yeah, are digging I... a hole in the ground, and they're just like, "Uh, Chief, how do we get out of here? Dig up, stupid!" And <laughs> then they up. just keep digging. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, it's uh, like they're like, well, dig our way out, and then it's like they keep digging, and then you hear uh, before the credits roll, dig up, stupid. <laughs> anyway, just... <laughs> Love it. I, I I go back to that that yeah. line all the time. Um, okay, so this is actually the episode that I, I didn't know what was really coming in this series, but this is one that I was really hoping they were going to include because I remember this this comic or comic series was What If Zombies. First of all, the okay. best title out of all of them. 
because mm-hmm. it's just what if zombies that that's all you need to not know. really a question but yeah not okay. really a question but it's but but they had a question mark and exclamation mark in the title so they got away with it um and i just i just think it's it's awesome to to see zombies not just be rambling idiots you know like the fact that they actually can use the powers like the scarlet witch stuff is just insane well, i got a lot to talk about the zombies episode yeah because okay. i'm a huge fan of the comic books and the episode was okay well, well wait till i get to well yeah this, but... i i just yeah. i just like the concept i don't know that the that the episode itself was like that amazing necessarily no, I thought it was very well done i i, I thought the be- you... yeah the first half was really really great the ending i think it just sort of like a bunch of stuff just kind of happens at the end um but i liked how they got there um it was it was the only chance i think the only chance we really or mostly got to see spider-man kind of do his thing um hmm. at least more of a chance anyway from what i remember but anyways i just like the concept and i think that alone is why i really enjoyed it and i was just really excited to see it and for the most part it it, it uh it delivered so uh, did you yeah. see that um sony animated film where it was like the family against the robot apocalypse i can't remember the name mitchell's versus machines. Oh, mitchell's yeah. Versus machines. machines yes yeah, Great so movie. that was the same was studio as that movie. Into the Spider-Verse. And when you, when I think about how Spider-Man was involved in that zombies thing, it was kind of like the same aesthetic or the same vibe. Right, right, as right. As like him making like the video the same way she would in that movie. Right. Like, just like the little How to Survive the Apocalypse video. Yeah, yeah. Like that was, that was pretty cool. All right, what are your um, next? Are we moving on groupie? to my, my yours, uh, man. six? Number my six. We, you, you mentioned, Dave, was uh, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? I thought... Wow, this is like when you compare it to because it was uh, the third episode. So when you compare it to what happened in the lead episode, where it's, we're just changing one thing, but we're going to give you like an an installment of the MCU, like the first Avenger. This is like what if the Avengers never happened, and you got like scenes from Thor, and you got scenes from Iron Man two, and it was just like none of them, none of it clicked because someone was wiping them out. Um, so, so someone was taking them out before they could assemble for the first time. Um, and that, you know, spoiler alert came, uh, turned out to be Hank Pym. And I liked everything about that. The choice, uh, the, the, you know, having Hank Pym be the one and it all made sense in the same way that, you know, uh, Ant-Man stories, the, the Ant-Man stories involvement in the zombies one also made sense to me, but it just didn't maybe click or grab me as much as like the top five and when we head into the top five is it is what if uh zombies because i think it's just zombies and you know it's that's all you need to know (laughs) you don't have to spend too much time worrying about like whoa what if like like nobody knows how zombies would actually come about or how they would act we just know like what we know from the movies and what we think they should do and they have a marvel spin on it and i know about the comics mike but i'm not as well versed as you are in them but same, i it same. definitely does make me want to check them out because that is like i know that there's some involvement maybe in secret wars where they're in one area there but the marvel zombies uh and the fact that they come back into play which we'll get to because as we climb up the list the fact that they're not isolated to this one episode is kind of cool too and just the idea that um there is this surviving troop towards the end and they have an infinity stone to help them kind of navigate the, the zombie apocalypse. I thought was really cool. And then the, the stinger of course was a, a zombie Thanos, which I, I, we didn't, maybe there's going to be another uh, sequel to the Marvel zombies world, but uh, I think that. we, we, it, we should, we are do some zombie Thanos for sure with the, yeah. the infinity gauntlet. So I think that would be cool. Yeah. And you're four. 
Number four, now we're getting into some of my favorite episodes. And it's funny because you had mentioned, you know, if you're digging the final ones, then you'll definitely uh, dig both eight and nine. I thought, although they are a package deal, I could definitely prefer one over the other. And my number four is, what if the Watcher broke his oath? So now we're getting into... Uh, you know, if you if you watch the series, hopefully, because we're spoiling the hell out of it. Uh, basically, they yeah they have this trilogy of episodes towards the end where it's in fact it's not just random universes; they are handpicked by the Watcher to be uh, significant for this uh, multiversal threat that is the Ultron that gains the Infinity Gauntlet and becomes awoke, uh, woke to the fact that uh, the Watcher is watching everything and he actually breaks through to the, uh, to the other side to challenge the Watcher. The only way that the Watcher can save the multiverse is by getting involved. And that's the thing I like about this. The reason why this episode makes number four for me is the fact that uh, we've been teased at this idea that the Watcher doesn't get involved and he kind of says as much as he's narrating throughout all these stories and then he's uh, and then you know inevitably because in the comics it has happened where he interferes i was really worried this was going to be a cheesy kind of why he interferes but they they actually spend a lot of time building up to the moment where he is forced to interfere and i thought he's that was probably to, the yeah. best the best part of uh, the watcher breaks his oath and the fact that it wrapped the series nicely but i'll get into more reasons as to why i thought one was better than the other when it comes to the to the eighth and ninth, but basically it, I thought it did its job in wrapping the series and bringing it all together where we thought it was anthology and it actually had more of a tie-in than we maybe would have expected. All right, Mike, I expect right. zombies is on its way. Yeah, so I'll go with my next three. My number six is uh, if the Watcher broke his oath. My number five is If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes, which you guys have talked about. And then my number four is Zombies. So I'll just just quickly talk about the Zombies one. So I was super excited for this one. I never thought I would see Marvel Zombies done on a show or a movie or anything. I love the comic. I wasn't thrilled about the adaptation because the Marvel Zombies comic book is... It's it's different in the way in a way that they are zombies, yes, but it's like an interdimensional disease or something that they get, and it is like they're all zombies. But what's different is when they like eat and when they're full, they're actually fully aware and they're like their normal selves. And so and so like oh. there'll be scenes where like they eat people and then Spider Man and Captain America and I remember like oh, I can't really just say J Jonah Jameson. Oh my god, like. Well, I'm a monster now. What the hell are we gonna do? And it's like they have so many, a few hours until like the hunger takes over them, and the hunger drives them mad, and they just like all they can think about eating. And that's how they can use their powers because like they're with it when they're full, and they're 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 you know they have their wits about okay, them. I see. But then the hunger comes on quick, and it drives them crazy to be zombies. And so it wasn't like a true adaptation in that way. Which that way in the comics they explained it, made it be like a lot funnier. Because um, like they would carry around certain yeah, characters, like just their heads. They let them talk. If they had an hour to and, do this episode, maybe they'd be able to to make. Yeah, and then it made more sense why they would use how they could use their powers and stuff. Because yeah. they were just they like, don't explain so it. hungry, they, they went mad or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but they were still had their wits about them. Whereas in this one, they were just like brain dead zombies, yet they still know to use their powers 
it was kind of weird. Yeah, I guess that. Kind of didn't, kind of didn't make sense. But plus, they anyways. savaged a lot of like Sharon Carter keeps getting savaged in the MCU. Like she's, yeah, she does. There's, there's yeah. no excuse for just dismissing her like that. Well. Like there's the episode. <laughs> no, it did have good humor, and yeah. it was, it was a chance to see the Marvel characters as zombies, which I appreciate. Was Paul so, Rudd actually? Was that his voice? I don't think it was. I don't think it was Paul Rudd. But it was good delivery. I thought it was great delivery. It was it was basically it was it was uh, I love the Futurama. Futurama. Yeah. Yeah. It was Futurama (laughs) in the MCU. It was great. (laughs) And so yeah, that's my three. So it's uh Watcher Broke's Oath, The World Lost Somebody's Heroes, and Zombies. So we'll, we'll talk about the oath. Yeah, we'll talk about the oath one because that's that's in my top three, which which makes sense. And I and I think, you know, that and the second last episode are all are all linked. So um so for me, um uh, that's actually my number three is the watcher broke his oath um all, all very similar reasons to to what you what you said ian um mm-hmm. mike since it was so close to in your list that it is to mine um yours your five or your six is uh mm-hmm. what, what mine's what's four and your and for you it's four yeah five so for five, yeah, yeah so for me it's a three so what uh what, what do you think about it mike what's let's let's elaborate on it um as it a was finale, good because right? it's a finale it, so. yeah part of me it's because i'm just a bit torn part of me wishes they weren't all connected in some way part of me wishes they were all separate universes but they kind of feel like felt like they had to connect them all and then there was the gamora episode was missing so there was like all that randomness and it was like super rushed like he pulled the team together and it was like why these people i don't quite get it Oh, because they're the ones that are because they're lose, another episode. Why? Yeah, <laughs> because, why. just because they're another episode. So it's kind of like it was fun to see them. It's fun to see the characters again because I did like most of the episodes. So it was like, yeah, I get to see them again and stuff like that. But and some people are like, but the Watcher's never supposed to break his oath. Well, like you're not going to introduce the Watcher unless you're going to use him. To like, you're setting, yeah, you're to setting up that. You're setting up like the whole like I never break my oath. Because he will break his oath. You Chekhov's know what I mean? Like, that's Chekhov's gun, yeah. So, yeah. so you can't get annoyed by that, or else there's no point of him being there. And you know what I mean? is it this so. episode, or is it, or is it the episode before where where he fights Ultron for a few minutes? Yeah, it's the episode before. Yeah, it's the episode before because so, he, dude, he's realizes badass. he can't do it on his own. He's whenever, yeah, badass, like, man. Whenever he's there's like, a comic that starts with the Watcher introducing himself, and he's like, "I'm never gonna get involved." You know involved. they're starting it that way because by the end it, there's something that forces him to get involved. Right. That's the watcher. There's right. no reason to bring him, introduce him if it's not right, or else it's the normal story. And there's no reason to boring. cast Jeffrey Wright unless you're gonna like yeah, make him so like he's... an epic character, like he should be. <laughs> yeah, so he's gonna get involved, and and it was a cool way to get him involved. The only reason and, why this one isn't higher yeah, than the previous episode for me is, or one of the main reasons is because to me, like I like I I said earlier to you guys is that it feels like these two episodes are are linked the eight and nine are kind of the same story right they're just a continuation no. of each other is the killmonger thing again because i'm just like okay oh my god okay i get Wait, it so so you're <laughs> mad that the killmonger was part of the team no 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 I, i'm mad that it was predictable for almost that the he was gonna episode. turn yeah that he was gonna do but something you had to believe that if it was like oh i looked at 
14 billion realities and this was the one the, this was the one opportunity he to save everything he yeah. knew it was going to happen but he knew that that was a controllable disaster versus ultron yeah the multiversal I, I think terrorist. i think a lot of it roots back to the fact that i didn't really enjoy that episode that much and i'm just like all right i get it i've had enough of this no. it's fine for him to be part of the team i totally i'm i'm fine with that i understand he's got his skills and his uh his very particular skills for this situation as they say in yeah. in, uh, <laughs> in Liam Neeson lore um but uh but yeah that part was just like I felt like that wasn't needed I felt like they could have done something else with those couple of minutes when these episodes are so short um yeah yeah so that's well, so my my, yeah. my number two then yeah, go for yours, Dave. yeah so my number two is the first episode Rogers inbound Steve Rogers <laughs> Steve! Hey, Peggy. Now you owe me one. Hold on a second. She's friends with that, that Hydra Stomper? I think I'm friends with him, too. I was blown away by the first episode, by the Captain Carter episode. I thought the action was some of the best. I thought... I mean, I really like that character. I really like... Like, I want to see Captain Carter. Like, I want to see that story. I want to see that version of Captain America. I love that. And I think just like with, with like it was with Visions, the first episode, I was blown away by the animation. I was blown away by the action. I thought the voice acting was really good because in some of these episodes, which we haven't touched on yet, the voice acting is a little bit mixed and... Most of the time, actually, the voice acting is not good by the by the characters that they play in the movies. You know, mm, um, yeah. Uh, uh, Natasha is played by Lake Bell, which you might not know the name necessarily right off the top of your head, but if you looked her up, you knew exactly who she is. Um, and but you're talking about the Captain Carter episode, yeah. But I'm just saying as an example, she played Natasha, and yeah. to me, that was one of the best voice acting uh, jobs in the entire series. And she's in multiple episodes and everything too. But like, you know, and, and Captain Carter, I think had, I don't have the name in front of me exactly who played her. Is it, is, it's not the same actress. I think it is. Is it the same? I think that, dude, I think that they took advantage of certain opportunities. They couldn't do everybody. The no, budget would have been is massive. Fair. You get Robert Downey Jr. Get, like that's your that, budget. That alone means you, so, can't, you can't make the show. That alone. Exactly. <laughs> so, but like they did it to where most of them, they gave them a chance to return to the MCU in some way, yeah. which I loved. And I thought that if they were ever going to introduce this character into the live action MCU, they've set a precedent because they got the real actor to voice her. Yes. And you know what? To me, aside from Natasha and Lake Bell doing, doing that, like she was, I mean, she's, I think she's in just like Natasha in three, four episodes. And I think they did yeah, the best Hilly job. Atwell, right? Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Um, I, I think that that matters. I think that that actually gets you behind the character and you sort of believe the the emotional arc a little mm -hmm. bit more. And and I just, I thought it was cool. And I, I like the ending, how she, she goes through the portal and, and there's, you know, Sam Jackson. Like, I just, I, I liked this episode a lot and, and it had a lot yeah. of great action for the last half of it. It was a great choice for the first episode. Absolutely. It I thought it was, it was a stand, like, I thought it was, I'm watching all these other episodes, you know, I get to the, the Killmonger episode, I get to the, all the other ones that we've talked about already and I go, wow, this first one still stands out and to and to this day it's actually the only one that i've watched more than once i've actually watched it three mm -hmm. times so i watched it myself a second time and then i watched it with the wife and um and i just i think it's a lot of fun and to me yeah. 
that could be number number one, but I really I, I like the Ultron episode. I do like that second last episode. I think it's great. Well, I, Ultron got his due, right? Like, yeah, everyone, I, I think everyone likes to dog on Age of Ultron. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and and it's really cool. And it's and it's really cool to see what Ultron would do with it. I, I, I don't know if this story has happened before, but just like I think Mike, you said earlier that you know. I kind of thought what if was going to be like visions where everything is very standalone and it wasn't. And I didn't expect that to happen. So when this episode came along and it changed that and I was like, Oh, they're all linked together. I don't care if whether they're any of these episodes are linked to the actual MCU movies. Like I I really don't, I, I think they will be, but I really don't care if they are or not. And it's a very, very close first to second between this and the captain Carter original episode so uh yeah yeah we can go into more detail because i feel like this one is in all our top three so actually both of those are in our top three um it's similar i think the duel was my number two in our visions conversation uh captain what if captain carter was the first avenger is my number three so it's up there as well these were both the 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 lead episodes to kind of establish set a tone for the series not just tone but like like what you've what you'll come to expect from it uh and and you know it's obviously there it ranges from something serious like the first avenger to the whole thor you know what if thor was was not uh what if thor was an only child kind of thing or whatever it was hilarious and had a party in vegas yeah what if thor liked to party in vegas um so oh by the way that's the best part of the last episode is his his war cry as ultron says it is viva las vegas (laughs) (laughs) it's like strange i've never heard that one before but (laughs) yeah yeah uh, it's great and and that's the thing like you know there's there's many different reasons why we could uh, like or dislike any of these episodes i liked them for the most part all of them but this one felt uh like it just was very like it was only one minor tweak but it was still so well executed yes so the yeah. captain carter character it was actually not a marvel comics character initially it was a marvel puzzle quest character and the fact puzzle that it's now quest. made its way into an animated property and probably one day live action. I would have to assume at this point, we're going to see this character again. And we've seen the character pop up in the comics because it was popular in the game, Marvel puzzle quest. So just the fact that they were able to do such a service to the first Avenger, because I think it is an underrated film in the MCU. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of my favorites going back to it. it, I I agree. Going back to it. It doesn't get its due. Like it's more of a period piece. So it kind of gets overlooked. But it is a well a well made period period piece and and a very good origin story setting up my favorite character in the MCU, which is Captain America. Um, it's just like you don't get the um, the impact of the Winter Soldier without setting up such a great hero arc or like setting his character as being like the most um, immo- immovable object, like true to his word, like hero character and then seeing the captain carter spin on it where she's just as virtuous and like all it takes is like being a good person and then getting the power on top of that and you can become this great hero i think was a was a great story and it makes my top three for that and there are other reasons but i'll just say it was very well executed i think it was the most cinematic because it felt like i was watching the first avenger again so it was the most like 
even though not not really wild in terms of the what if it was just like one minor change mm-hmm. it was the most like yeah let's i would want to see this in live action kind of thing yeah actually before you so this was your number three yeah yeah mike since it's, i know it's in your top three as well and i talked about it a bit right was it you haven't said it yet right Captain Carter. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk, let's keep talking about the same episode because then we'll jump around yeah. too much. So Mike, where where was where was this in your top three? And it was uh, my number three. It? Number three as well. It was my okay. number three. Yeah. No, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was um, best version of what if one thing changed. Yeah. And then yeah. I think it was the best version of like they actually only changed one thing. They made instead of um, Steve uh, Rogers, Captain America it was Peggy, Peggy Carter, and then. I, um, yeah, then like what's fallout from that? So I thought that was really good. And I liked how that fact that they still made Steve Rogers like a hero in, in, in his own way and they still made them in love. And it's like, it's not the superpowers uh, that makes him a hero. You know what I mean? It's like he, he's always going to be a hero in every universe because that's just who he is. He's always going to do the right oh, thing. Oh, yeah, the Iron uh, Patriot. Yeah, no, the, uh, uh, the Stomper. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's and all, is that new? Am I wrong about that? Is that is that like a new thing or has that popped up? It's before? new. Yeah, it's, it's new yeah. and it's also a Marvel Puzzle Quest character. Now. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's crazy. And they're always going to be in love. It's like that. I like yeah. that story of like he, he doesn't look like Captain America anymore, but they're still going to be in love. Their love is like true and pure and it's like regardless it and, transcends you know, almost, time yeah it it transcends like, almost, universes like, in every multiverse like they find each other that'd be like a cool thing for the mcu to kind of keep going right so anyways that's why i like that episode that was really, really sharon strong carter gets the shaft again yeah <laughs> i i will say that she I, should she's the uh what is she, what is her name the the power, broker. the power broker. Power broker. Yeah. Broker. yeah. yeah I, I will say yeah, though that um, that it's interesting that they chose that to be the stinger of the entire series, based on them, on their relationship and and their mm-hmm. love and all that stuff that you just mentioned, Mike. So I thought that was that was pretty interesting too. That that was what they chose as opposed to like, you know, the ending to this particular episode where where she runs into sam jackson and stuff like you'd think that maybe it would be something like that where it tees up some sort of you know getting together or or some sort of you know action next episode or next season or whatever but that's what they latch on to so i wonder if ian's right if that's what they're going to use to create another series potentially live action so i thought that was well, i'm also a huge fan of the um peggy carter tv show and so I'm. I like that character a yeah, lot. Yeah, I never watched so. it. But I, I heard, it was, see it, heard it was really good. It's on Disney Plus. It's on oh, Disney is it really? Oh, it, oh awesome. I mean, I guess that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. It um, was the other like series that was on cable, like the yeah Agents NBC or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Ian, I think you haven't gotten to your number two, which might be similar to what Mike. Has, yeah. So anyways. I think they're gonna be in our top three. Number one, we'll throw you for a loop, but you know you could probably figure it out. Process of elimination. My number two was number eight, which was what if Ultron won? Mm-hmm. Which there are a lot of reasons uh, to enjoy this one for me. It's uh, it's something that you know, even though I actually enjoy Age of Ultron, um, it's also like I know that it's a big point of contention in the MCU. Like Ultron didn't really get his due. He didn't really get to see what would happen if he won. They kind of stifled his rise in Age of Ultron pretty quickly. And this one, it does kind of dwell in, in a world. And I, I wanted to mention this when, when we were talking about 
the Thor episode, it's it's it leads from seven into eight into nine. It's the three episodes that are actually connected. And in Thor's uh, in the party Thor world is where Ultron actually wins, which is kind of funny right. too. <laughs> because if you think about Age of Ultron, like Thor was dealing with a lot of crazy serious Ragnarok based Infinity Stone level stuff in that one and, and in this one he's just partying it up and of course ultron takes advantage in the same reality that bleeds into what if ultron won where uh black widow and hawkeye are the survivors and we get a cool like dystopian like terminator style um you know apocalypse machine apocalypse event and it goes beyond what if he dominated this world but he gets the infinity stones I think all of us love that moment when Thanos arrives and he just like rips him in half with like a vision laser, you know? Yeah, like he's um, gone in two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> less than two seconds. I, th- I thought it was really, really cool. And then he just essentially uses the in, uh, Infinity Gauntlet to transcend into the multiverse and attack um, the Watcher. So I thought that there's a reason why it's number two for me. It's almost number one. Yeah. Um, my number one, it, like when we get to it, it's a lot of reasons why uh, I liked Captain Carter is why I like my number one. Um, and then the number eight was just like, I think, yeah, eight and nine are a lot of fan service, a lot of like, okay, let's tie everything together. But this one, it still had its own world because I thought it was cool that even after they saved the multiverse, after this whole s- series their world or black widow's world is dead essentially yeah. like she's the only survivor which is our world so i think right? they I give think her an idea. opportunity to join a like the watcher gives throws her a bone right and like yeah. gives her an opportunity to join a, a world where the avengers are without their black widow which could be the mcu but it's it's obviously not it's the one where loki took over uh it's it's the one where the the avengers like oh, like, oh no it's not that one is it yeah, it's the one. It is. It's the one where the Avengers got killed off because Cap was still in ice, and and now they don't have a Black Widow, so they were able to inject her in that one. So I thought that this eighth episode was the one of the strongest, um, yeah. next to the one that is obviously my number one. So maybe we'll talk about that episode before we get yeah, to my Mike, number one. Yeah, Mike, that that's in your in your one and two somewhere, right? I was number two, number but two. I think you guys covered it honestly. Like I liked it. <laughs> All those reasons, yeah. I don't have to get into it anymore. I, I forgot about I that Thanos Ian, part. He just shows up, and you're yeah. like, "Oh shit!" And he kind of en- enters the same way that he does in the movie, where he comes. It's just the- cool seeing Ultron, who is in the comics always a badass, like be a badass, and yeah, that's basically what he could do with the Infinity Stone. So yeah, that was. That's, so that, that was means so Mike process of elimination. The first one. Am I? Well, it's Ian. Ian has to give his first one, oh, I think. Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, so Uh-oh. mine. Wait, which one is more surprising have... here? Because I've lost track of what's what. So, well, that's what I was going to say. If you haven't been keeping score I here, have not. Mine will throw you for a loop because it was your number nine, which is almost the situation Come we on. had in Visions when you slipped. You had a slip of the tongue, and I thought you were going to say the ninth Jedi was your number nine. Yeah, and I was, and it was my lose number it eight. It was my number one. It was my number eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so what if Killmonger? That was your number one. Okay. Is Dude, my number please. one. Look, look. Everyone's got their own opinion. That's totally fine. But please explain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? I really liked the character of Killmonger in Black Panther. I thought he was a very strong villain. Yeah. He didn't get it. He's one of the best uh, ones. Long... We. I think yes. we agree. He's one of the best ones. 
and I think he didn't get a very long time of being the best villain in the MCU mm-hmm. because we got Thanos right after him. Yeah. And essentially, yeah. they both have very similar, compelling villain arcs uh, where they you can kind of see their angle, but they're still psychopaths. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you understand where he's coming from every step of the way. But the fact that they used this what if moment as what if it happened earlier and they did it during the Iron Man arc. I thought this episode did for uh, the Captain Carter episode, um, like like kind of the homage to the first Avenger. This one had um, a what if nature to the original Iron Man, which is what like the whole thing, the whole reason why we have an MCU is because Iron Man. Because of that, and what yeah. if Tony Stark didn't get that pivotal arc? So the, so the, the hero only that thing, he was. Yeah. So so before you move on to the rest of the episode, because obviously there's more to it than just than just that. But I, I see that point there for sure. I just don't understand why he was there. Did I miss something? Like, what is he doing there? He just shows up. It is mentioned that he was there. He was fighting for the military or something. Yeah. Okay. So at that exact time and moment, because I may so have missed you, that. You, you have to remember that um, in 2008, I guess Black Panther is more towards, uh, what would it be, like closer to 2018? Uh, it takes yeah, I think place... it's 20, uh, 2015 or 16, yeah. It takes place after um, Civil War. Oh, 2018. So right. it was a good eight, nine years. So we knew that mm-hmm. this guy was kind of making his own moves, becoming this Stone Cold killer, making a tattoo every time he took a kill. Mm-hmm. Like he was making his own moves until the moment that he was able to find an in with Wakanda because of his backstory. Mm-hmm. And in this, what if it brings him together with Tony Stark and gives him an opportunity to find that in well before what we know of the MCU. So it's a complete alternate branch of the MCU where the Avengers never assembled. Tony Stark was never a hero. Like he's more of a self-serving anti-hero or even a villain in the most part where he's teaming up with Killmonger. And then of course it bleeds into Killmonger being involved in the multi, the guardians of the multiverse at the end of the series. But like he is kind of true to himself and he gets a better advantage in this episode than he does in Black Panther, which is why he ultimately succeeds. And I thought that it was very clever and very very well written. Like, it's just, to me, it's like, for, okay, so when we talk about MCU rankings, Iron Man and First Avenger don't even fall in my top 10. And they're both amazing movies and, like, pivotal to the start of the MCU. And we just talked about our love for the First Avenger and how Captain Carter episode pays homage, and it's in my number three. This is my number one because it pays homage to Iron Man and still finds makes a way or finds a way to be like impactful uh, in a way that um, even though I loved Iron Man at the time, it's not my number one overall. Even though it probably should be, it's the Godfather of the MCU. Yeah, it doesn't like, make my yeah. top ten <laughs> because there are that many movies that I love more. Yeah. in the MCU. So it's just like this one like it tugged at my heartstrings cuz I was watching it and like you know I'm sad about Chadwick Boseman's passing. We get a funeral for him in the episode. Like there's a lot to love about this episode. Yeah. Uh maybe go back and give it a watch and maybe it'll climb up. I should. Uh, I should. No, you make a compelling list, argument uh, for sure. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was very cool for me. But can we talk about if we're talking about this episode, you guys already mentioned it and we're probably putting it to bed. Can we talk about how every episode ta- Tony Stark is in in this series, he ends up getting like getting killed? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm okay, I'm <laughs> yeah, okay with that. Like, I, I've had like enough of constant, them. Honestly, at this point, I've had enough. Constant, it's fine. Yeah, 
but uh you know I, I i get it too and i thought it was amusing that like basically once we do get season two and we see what happens between him and gamora it looked like he was doing like a sakar type uh world war hulk storyline like he was the one that was the champion from sakar that's what it looked like to me like mm-hmm. the gladiator armor you know the the hulk buster yeah the hulk buster so, yeah. yeah so it'd be interesting to see how that episode plays out and if he ends up dying because all the other ones <laughs> in the first season he died so i thought that was interesting too yeah okay mike we have your number one finale is mike's choice oh, number one all right my number three was captain carter with the first avenger my number two was ultron one and my number one which surprisingly low on your guys list which really surprised me i thought this was the best episode was when dr strange lost his heart you you could stop this please fix this the same way you fixed christine <laughs> I was wrong. I You were I, warned. I know, but the world, the world shouldn't pay for my arrogance. I, I read about you, sensed your presence. You're a god. You can undo this. I'm not a god, and neither are yeah, you. Yeah, I thought that was the only episode that really, well, that episode and the, that episode, like my favorite ones, that episode, the Ultron one, zombies and, and the Captain Carter, like that really went for it of like telling a fundamentally different story. And I'll just tell the reason why the Killmonger one is so low on my list is because it's a different store. It's a different way that Killmonger gets to becoming the black Panther, but it's, it's not that different than, than his arc in black Panther. Cause in the movie black Panther, he does weasel his way into becoming the black, the evil black Panther. And this is right. just like a different avenue for him to do that. So it's not fundamentally different. His character does not fundamentally change. He's still got the same motivations. Um, and he just gets that. And if I want, if I really wanted to, and Killmonger is one of my favorite villains, what I really want to see as a what if Killmonger is I want to see what happens when he becomes the King of Wakanda and what he does with it, the power, what his well, plan is. Yeah, 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 you're right. That's what I want to see. I don't want to because... see another story of how he ends up, he, he ends up, in the same place he ends up in Black Panther and gets foiled again and doesn't get to carry out his plan. That's what frustrated me about that episode because it was like, well, he he's he he never got to his end goal. He just got to the same point he did in the movie Black Panther. Yeah, like you said, the well, motivations actually, were the same, and yeah, yeah, the everything was the same. He actually so. gets to win, but because of the way they orchestrated the finale, it's like we I don't know we can get a sequel to. No, the episode that's my number one yeah. because of the fact that they took him out of it and then they yes. froze him. They never want to show like, what he's they actually They almost do. got to that point that you wanted to see where if we had a second episode and they didn't have the the finale that they had, it would have been him as the ruler of Wakanda yeah. because that's Which what happened. Right. Which is the episode I want to see, but the episode I saw yeah. was just another retelling of black panther movie kind of so it's like meh didn't really do anything for me the doctor strange though it added a totally different thing and it was like what if this good character this hero was broken down and how bad could that be and it could go so bad that he would implode yeah. the entire universe yeah and when i went there i was like oh my god it's like that's how powerful doctor strange is like they're showing the power of doctor strange and thank god in the regular mcu doctor strange is good and pure and but like this is his power. Like he's probably the only hero that literally has the power to destroy the entire universe to the point that the Watcher had to like contain him because he might have destroyed the multiverse. 
And it's like, holy crap. Like, they just flexed Doctor Strange's muscles like crazy. And, like, I thought that episode, out of all of them, like, took a pocket dimension and just, like, went for it and took it to, like, 11. Like, took it to the extreme. So, that was my favorite episode. I would argue that Doctor Strange is unique in the fact that when, because he gets the uh, advantage of time, like, he's always able to go ahead and see alternate futures and whatever. And, like, we saw it in the MCU, the way he, you know, 14 million different uh, outcomes and only one of them we win in Endgame. And then in the animated, he's going over and over trying to repair what's going on. But for me, like, he... Okay, so Doctor Strange ended up an anti-hero in that episode. Like, not not really a villain like Killmonger. Like, not committed to being a villain. He he saw the error of his ways by the end of the universe, right? And And then, like... It's almost like that universe is destined to end because there's no way out of his predicament. Like he has to, like he will inevitably become this monster that consumes other dark energy monsters and this and that until he's the ultimate. And then he's going to use that for good. Like that's like his inevitable path. So that's kind of why it's polarizing for me. It's not like something where. Um, there are possibilities. It's like all—it's always going to end that way for him in that reality. So I, I did just, like it better before I saw him appear back in the other episodes because I'm—I'm not sure. I, I had that watcher breaking his oath as kind of low. Like I don't know how I feel about bringing them all together. I liked Ultron one because I liked the fact that the watcher got involved and Ultron saw through and fought him. But when he brought everyone together, I was kind of like meh. But when I watched, you that episode, preferred it ending after the Ultron one. Um, I would prefer, yeah, I would prefer they didn't do that episode where they brought them all together and didn't connect them all. I'd actually prefer that, and they were all just little standalone stories. But after but I watched, if, the how about Stranger if they one, had they, teased it and then it didn't happen until the end of the second season? Like they actually gave it time, and every episode maybe. got their own that, sequel. That could or that could work. It gives it yeah. some breathing room, and maybe they flesh it out a little more. Or something it kind of like makes sense. Then it kind of makes sense like why these nine stories were told because then they were all brought together so in a way it makes sense but in a way in another in another way it's like i almost wish they were just stand because i feel like if they're standalone you're never going to see the character again they can take much bigger swings yeah go for crazy out there like turn heroes into villains turn villains into heroes like let's see what killmonger would have done when he had power let's see what crazy world would have ended up in right like yeah like that's what i feel like so um yeah anyways that's it's 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 funny with different opinions but i think it's all valid and it's all it's the kind of show where it's like whatever you get out of it whatever characters you resonate or stories mm-hmm. you resonate with because they're all pretty good i will say i enjoyed all the episodes and the fact that the doctor strange one is on the bottom of my list i still mm-hmm. did like where that character went because i liked where he ended up being like this alternatively dark mm-hmm. force for good and um I, you know he opened up that portal and the zombies start pointing down i'm like this is mm-hmm. Great, yeah. like he's he's the one character out of the uh, Guardians of the Multiverse that like actually gets to tap into the multiverse. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, what did you guys so there's think a lot of to enjoy the the art style, like the look of the show? I thought it was amazing. Voice I I loved I loved I the art style in every single episode. I thought it was one of the best parts of the whole show. And yeah. I was Mike, you you had to step away for two seconds, but it, while you were doing that, I was I was talking to Ian about how. The voice acting was good for on point. 
yeah, for most of them, I would say. But I think for some of the characters that that did their own characters from the MCU, that's actually was was actually the worst voice acting was from the original characters because they're not voice actors, and you can hear it, right? But it's it's such a mixed bag. I'll give having... them a pass because I I love the fact yeah. that they got involved, so I'll give them a pass. It's a mixed bag having having because like they're not they're not voice actors, but if every single actor was the actor from the movie. It would be like okay, then you're in the universe. But the fact that there's a mixture of some people doing impressions, some people doing their normal voices, and they're not voice actors, so always it wasn't always great. It kind of was like uh, I don't know, maybe they should have just gotten a full voice actor route. Uh, yeah, I not think they should have. Honestly, I think they they wanted been people to feel like it was still the MCU. Or they should have gotten that. full MCU. Yeah, but like we talked ad nauseum about the whole multiverse thing and yeah. what the implications of shows like Loki could be in this and that, but. And when you look at Endgame and we talk about them traveling to alternate realities, I want to say, okay, they traveled to the closest, like, they didn't go very far. They they kept it, like, MCU adjacent and, like, this is an alternate Loki. But I think all these what-if ones are way out there. Like, they're, yeah, like, not just one thing changed. It's a mm-hmm. bunch of things. Like, in the Captain Carter thing, it, that felt the most grounded, the most true to the MCU. Yeah. But at the same time, you have her picking up the Tesseract and it's like, why make that choice? <laughs> yeah. Why make that choice? You went to lengths to say these Infinity Stones are powerful and you can't touch them. I know she's a super soldier, but like we saw what happened to Red Skull. And then mm. on the more positive side, I liked how they brought the guy who did the voice for Red Skull in uh, Infinity War and Endgame and made him do the voice for Red Skull in, in this, the Captain yeah. Carter episode. So I think there's a lot more to love than than what we can kind of nitpick at. But uh, I think we... we we gave our rankings here. Yeah, Nick Pick is a way, good way I'm to I'm glad it, that I was so. able to talk about the Killmonger episode because I feel like when I saw that one, it was the my favorite one. Of the, and then even though the other ones were more wild, this one, like, it, it stayed on top of my as my favorite one, even though the other ones were connected um, the way that they connected. But I, I think that I prefer to look at them as sort of distant from the MCU, if that makes sense. And one last question before we sign off. Where do you guys rank this uh, uh, compared to the other Marvel shows that have been out? For me, it, it's for me it's last. It's below Wanda, Vision, Falcon Winter Soldier, and Loki. It's probably last. <sighs> I'd have to think about that because I actually, for some reason, I did not think about it. If it's not last, it's second last? But again, there's not. It's not a. But huge it's still list. good. Yeah, it's I not a huge wonder. list, I and I did yeah. like. I would. I would say I. I really, really enjoyed six of these or five of these, and I would watch them at any point again. Um, yeah, my top five so. starts as zombies, so my top five is solid for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so okay, so we have our ranks for visions and for what if, and when the next seasons come around, I'm sure we'll do it all over again, and. Uh, and we'll adjust our rankings as we go. Uh, a little bit of news is the fact that some of these shows and movies are being delayed. We just found out that in the last couple of days as well. So we're not going to see as many MCU things come in uh, 2022 as we thought. But, uh, you know. Did you see that Indy got delayed by Indy too? It's all Disney stuff, right? Anything that was yeah. Disney stuff got delayed. So, you know what? If, if you need an extra couple of months, just take it. You know, if it's only going to help the product at the end of the day, that's that's totally fine. So um, in the meantime, Mike, 
what's going on, man? What's uh, where's everyone keeping up with us? And uh, what are we doing on November sixth? Which I should have mentioned off the top of the show, but that's the big uh, thing. Yeah, true. Okay, so social media, find us at Day Back In. Podcast is called Back in My Day. Find us on your uh, podcast app of choice. Uh, review uh, on iTunes. Subscribe. It all helps. Uh, really what we want to talk about is we are doing Extra Life again this year, which Extra Life is the one day of the year where we play video games for, and usually get together for 24 hours straight, and we accept donations through the Extra Life website. All donations go directly to your local sick, uh, children's hospital, so for ours it's Sick Kids in Toronto. And uh, our team is Back in My Day, which is the podcast. If you follow us on social media, you'll easily be able to to see our team and our pages. And donations are open. Donations are ready. November 6th, though, is the day that we're going to be streaming for basically, hopefully, 24 hours straight. We're all going to get together. Yeah, I think, we're, honestly, the stream will probably be minimum 20 hours, I would yeah, assume. Yeah, we're going to do a lot of fun stuff. We have our page that we have a lot of fun incentives and milestones this year. We're going to, if you donate like a certain amount of dollars, say $10, you can pick um, a 90s movie for us to all watch and review on the podcast. And it can be, you can, you can have fun with it. You can pick a terrible movie like Kazam, like Dave did, if you remember that episode. Um, there's donation levels where if you donate, we'll play a game of Rocket League. And if we lose, we'll throw more money. Uh, we'll donate more money. So that you can you can sort of double your donation. That kind of fun stuff we're doing. Um, and you can follow along on the stream. You can follow along on our social media at Day Back In. But definitely, if you can spare uh, any do- any amount of money, every dollar counts. Check out our page. Throw us a donation and check out our stream on November sixth. Exactly. Yeah. Every single dime goes straight to the hospital, which is exactly the way it should be. And uh, like I mentioned in our previous, it was a previous episode. I don't even know what episode I mentioned it on. It now it's been so long uh, that it's it's all about. You know, we, we, we work up to this day in a way, I think. You know, we, we don't yeah. we don't get anything out of this uh, podcast other than having a great time talking about this kind of stuff. But if if it leads up to a couple extra bucks for the hospital or hospitals, then great, even better. You know, then that's what we're doing this podcast for. So sort of November 6th is kind of like our, our annual sort of big event you know it, we we talked about we did our 100 episode we talked about our, our 90s movies and games and everything and but really like that's what it all comes down to so that's what we're all going to work towards so um and ian is doing year, it this we, year yeah ian hey. is joining the team this year so it's first year oh, raising money and uh, hopefully i can add to our donations and uh you know last year we got a good podcast cast episode out of it too as well exactly. so either yeah. last year or the year before i can yeah, yeah we do yeah, a live yeah. podcast we'll do a live podcast yeah. do a live recording yeah. we'll see how uh how asleep uh slash uh into a couple drinks slash awake we are uh, it's gonna be a combination of those three probably and we'll find a fun topic to talk about um if there are any topics that you want us to talk about feel free to shoot us a line and uh and let us know as well because that's always fun um and we're gonna get it get physically together as much of us as possible which uh which would be cool because uh first time in like 10 years first time in forever Mm -hmm. right that'd be amazing so um so that's what's going on november 6th and like mike said donations are already open and uh they will be open until the end of the calendar year as well so it's not like they start on november 6th and they end 24 hours later they keep going for the entire year so thank you everyone for listening thank you everyone for donating if you have and if you will And we will see you on November 6th, and we will see you next time as well.
was brilliant. Let's give it another go. <laughs>